Welcome to Pop Culture Roulette for all your pop culture needs. We're America's Podcast. Spooky uh, sounds. Ooh, spooky sounds. Always fun. All right. I'm Nicholas. I'm joined by in desperate need of a break because he had a really good idea, but turned out to be crazy Jeremy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And What's up? Uh, overly excited Justin, who is thinking highly of a six and one Packer or five and one. However, five and one, five and one Packer team. Yeah. <laughs> Stressful, but good. Was it stressful? I only watched the second half. It seemed pretty in control. Yeah, the, the first quarter. Okay, yeah. I turned it on with like two minutes to go in the first half, and then and then watched the second half. So it just it seemed like it was pretty pretty under control from there. Yeah. We still own you. <laughs> Man, I'm not a Bears fan. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's just the royal you oh, in general. Okay. I'm just quoting a, a great man. That is true. It, that was that was funny when he screamed that at the fans. <laughs> All right. So a um, couple of quick notes before we get to the, the wooden meat, stake uh, the, at the heart. Uh, I was going to say the meat the, of the episode. The, the wooden stake at the heart of the episode. Yeah. Bye, um, bye. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, little casting news. Uh, Will Poulter has been cast as Adam Warlock. Who's that? Uh, Will Poulter is the, the kid from We Are the Millers. Oh. Um, and a whole bunch of other stuff. He's a pretty talented actor. I've, I've enjoyed him in a lot of stuff. They've been teasing Adam Warlock since the first movie. And, you know, so it's not surprising that he's finally showing up in the third one. It's one of those Marvel characters that I'm not overly familiar with, but I know that everybody seems to be pretty excited about it. So, Hmm. you know, I just I thought I'd bring it up. Right on. Um, Did you guys I mean, I didn't send links, but I did bring up the Batman trailer. Oh, yeah. 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 That looks. Yeah. Looks pretty good. Looks looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited about that one. Um, the, I mean, it's still really hard to tell that that's Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Like, if they didn't tell me, I I wouldn't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah, um, I don't I don't necessarily know about the Catwoman just because I didn't necessarily like immediately jump at the. At the, not, I have no problem with the actress, but you know the the portrayal seemed a bit off. But we'll we'll see more in the car. Uh, I'm not in the car in the in the. Wow, I'm just where. I'm, okay, I will. I was wanted to talk about the Batmobile. What do you guys think about the Batmobile? It's, uh, it's very modern looking. Um, you say that it definitely looks like they took just like a classic muscle car and they're like, oh, this is the Batmobile now. 
Yeah, yeah, I was a little disappointed with that, but yeah. we'll we'll see. Other other than that, the rest of the trailer seemed pretty solid. Um, yeah, you know, I can definitely see where some of the elements are coming in. Looks like they have a little bit of of uh, not not year one, but uh, the one where where Batman is old and retired and is fighting an old retired Superman, but this is clearly not an old retired Batman. The one that uh, Frank Miller wrote. Um, returns? Or beyond? No, Dark Knight Returns. Oh. I think so. I don't know. We'll worry about that later. <laughs> uh, did you guys watch the Flash teaser? Mm-hmm. Yep. It was you, you sent us stuff. We watched it. Even if okay. you didn't send us the links, we still looked it up. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I was gold I was in the stars middle. all around. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it um, was a weird introduction by Ezra Ezra Miller. Yeah, didn't, yeah, didn't, that didn't care for the introduction of it. Yeah. yeah, that threw me off. Like to the point where I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this movie. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, what, uh, what, what are you wearing? <laughs> yeah. What, what was with the choker? Like that was bizarre. <laughs> yeah, that was um, strange. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very curious to see how or what they're going to do with with Batman '89. If they're just going to use it for the one movie, and and move on from there, or if they really are going to start rolling all of that stuff in, um, you know, it, it, you know, they've jumped in on the multiverse the same way that apparently Spider Man has jumped in on the multiverse. Yeah, I mean, why not? If Marvel if Marvel's doing it, DC's like we should do that too. <laughs> so it does it does seem it does make me wonder what they're going to do if it's successful later on down the road. Who else they're going to try to bring in? Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously Adam West has passed, but uh, you know, some of the other cast members of '66 are still around. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. Um. You know, and then there's other other versions of, of Batman hanging out there. You know, I mean, the the Flash TV show brought Kevin Conroy in to play a live action Batman when he had only done animated up to that point, the, to the best of my knowledge. That's so, cool. You know, yeah, plus, he only did plus the animated stuff until that. Plus, there's all of the TV show stuff that they have previously ignored. So, you know, it does make me wonder what they will, you know, come up with and bring in later. And then the uh, that Black Adam teaser as well mm-hmm. looks pretty solid. They should just let The Rock yeah. do all the intros for all the trailers from now on. He pretty did, much. He did much better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it just you don't get much smoother than The Rock, really. That's true. <laughs> I mean... Oh. It's just it's not fair that he exists as a human when the rest of us <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It really isn't. I mean, you know, it's like what I mean, if you were in the room with the rock, like you knew you just don't stand a chance. Like it's just yeah. all right, well, you know, whatever he wants to do, I'm five lost. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But he seems like a really cool guy. Um he's mm-hmm. welcome on this podcast at any time. Mm-hmm. Oh, for, for uh, sure. Right. So uh, anyway, there's that. So there, those are some fun trailers, and it looks like we're gonna be getting some of that stuff pretty soon, actually. So did you see the Arkham Knights trailer? 
No, I saw that it was out, but I forgot to watch it. I started watching uh, Sleepaway Camp because mm. heaven forbid I watch something new. I watch. I'm watching a movie. I've got nine minutes left of it, so I I've not gotten to the big secret reveal that's been ruined for a long time. <laughs> um, okay, so there. Oh, um, in Robin Williams news. <laughs> Because I, I love to shock uh, Jeremy with Robin Williams news. <laughs> That's true. Um, they said that he was desperately campaigning for the role of Remus Lupin in the Harry Potter series. Uh, who's that? <laughs> he is. He's the dark arts professor who becomes a. Was he the J- Justin? Did you watch the Harry Potter stuff? Or okay, I'm uh, alone I, on this no, island. I've watched everything except for the last two. But okay, well, he's I definitely. Remember, I don't remember the character names. He uh, is definitely introduced in like this third or fourth movie. Like, so you've seen him. He's kind of like, he's not his uncle because that's the, the um, Gary Oldman role. Yeah, but he's like Gary Oldman's like best friend. Um, I think he's the guy who marries Tonks, Lupin. Okay, I okay. know. Yeah. I, I see this guy before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently, the Harry Potter people had a strictly no American actor uh, policy. Oh, so no, no even, Robin Williams allowed. So even though I mean, just could you think about like? what Robin Williams would have done in the Harry Potter universe. That would have been awesome. Yeah. So that, that is really a, a dumb policy that they had. I mean, I think mm-hmm. especially since like they immediately after they did the first eight or nine, however many movies, and then they jumped into the prequel movies, they were like, let's hire Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen any of the prequel stuff, the fantastic beasts or whatever it is. Yeah, I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the second one. That's the and the director of the first uh, Harry Potter movie was from America. So very strange choice. Um, was it uh, Chris Columbus? Yeah, Chris Columbus. You can direct. You just can't act. <laughs> we are. We have a strictly British only policy for on screen talent. <laughs> so one of the greatest actors of all time. Like, no, we don't allow him on this movie. We're going to hire this other guy. <laughs> Damn you, Brits. We were robbed. All right. Now, this next story is the last one that we have before we get into the, the matter at hand. I think this was an all-time terrible idea, but I have a feeling one or both of you are going to be on board with the idea. So James Gunn and Charlie Kaufman. Uh, Charlie Kaufman, the writer of uh, Being John Malkovich and Adaptation and a couple other things. Apparently, back in the late 90s, pitched a reboot of Gilligan's Island. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. Which at first, I was like, okay, I'm on board with it. Except for the reboot was going to uh, be a horror movie. And involve cannibalism. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. For me, I mean, like, okay, I would love to see a reboot of Gilligan's Island. I think that could be great. I think it would be hilarious. 
but the horror aspect and, and involving, I don't want to see Gilligan eating Skipper. <laughs> right. Would you want to see Gilligan eating Ginger? Um, in a different way than cannibalism? Yes. <laughs> I'm sure there's a, a porn parody out there somewhere. Oh, I'm yeah. sure there's a not Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah. Where, um, where they have a very different ginger eating Marianne scene. I'm surprised that they would have cho- chosen that property if they're going to make it so dark. Like, why not just go with anything else then? That's right. a little more toward that. I don't know, but uh, Sherwood Schwartz, who was created uh, Gilligan's Island and um, Brady Bunch and a bunch of other stuff, like a bunch of those like late 60s, early 70s or mid 70s shows uh, was still alive. Um, in fact, he just died in the last like two or three years. He got to be pretty close to 100 by the time he died. Wow. Um, when they came to him with the idea, they were like, ab- he was like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I guess he was, I guess that Brady Bunch re- uh, remake sequel movie, whatever it was that Gary Cole was in and a bunch of, you know, he ultimately apparently didn't really like that because it was mm. too jokey, mm. which I mean, Brady Bunch was a comedy, but I guess it was making fun of itself too much not just being a sitcom kind of thing, but you know, whatever. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think there's a, there's a way you could do the Gilligan's Island reboot without doing lost. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I, I saw that and I was like, I'm against it, but I could definitely see one or both of you going, bring on the cannibalism. I've tried to out. I mean, it's a great. I lo- I would watch it just because it's those two guys involved. But I mean, mostly the first guy. But all right, okay. So I I would like us for next week since you brought that up to uh, come up with who we'd put in a Gilligan's Island reboot. Oh, don't do okay. it right now. You know, take a week, try to come up with your cast, and we'll get our own uh, reboot for Gilligan's Island. All right. Okay. I'm going to write this down so I don't forget. Gilligan. Gilligan's Island reboot cast. Island. And we're sticking with like actors that are alive right now, right? Yes. You can't okay. do like, I don't know. There's a John Candy can't be in it. Okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> there goes my perfect skipper. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we, we're, we're current. Current alive actors that are working. Yep. Like if they okay. were just to start it next year. So, okay. Got it. All right. I'm locking um, it in. Locking it in. I've written <laughs> it down. I am going to work on it over the course of the of, week. Of the week. All right. Wow. Well, look at that. Justin's the one giving us homework. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a great I'm going to, I'm going to have to get on that. I'm gonna have to get on that other podcast I did and like give a whole like new speech and apologize uh, profusely. He's not contributing. Oh, I'll show you not contributing. I do more research for this podcast in the last three weeks than I think I did in school. I, uh, apparently, apparently, this is what I should have done six years ago: go on a different podcast and and make fun of him. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, it's that it's that competitive nature. Oh, I'll show you. <laughs> Okay, so 
vampires. The undead, which we did kind of debate on uh, the zombie issue of are they zombies or not? Yeah. Are they zombies or not? I think we determined that they are not just because. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for the sake of this episode, they are not. (laughs) They are not. Okay. Um, I honestly had a hard time coming up with my top three. Same, um, same. Uh, mainly because I couldn't really. Um, apparently, we have a member of the Vampire Club joining us. I just really wanted to get into the the spirit of things here. Uh, he has put on a vampire cloak. Ow. So, um, I so I I was able to easily put two down on my top three. And I have a couple honorable mentions, which means I should probably just move one of them up to number three. <laughs> um, I wanted, I, I honestly almost put, I'm, I'm contemplating while we're talking about it, finishing off the top three um, with something that would be, I don't know if it would be a controversial move simply because when we get to kind of make our own rules. But Yeah, that's um, the best, best part of this podcast. We go, we go loose and fast. Play yeah, by our own rules. Fast. Loose and yeah. fast. Okay. There's, this is then no I'm, huddle offense. No. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna do my own my own thing. Then uh, how how do we want to start? Do we want to start with the history of vampires? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we always okay. start with a little brief history. All right. Brief history. Um, the modern vampire was created in eighteen nineteen. By a novel in a novel by John Polidori, wrote called The Vampire. Right back when they used to spell vampire with a Y instead of I R E, they spelled mm. it um, Y R E. They, yeah. they didn't have time for those extra letters. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, it was actually written at the exact around the exact same time as Frankenstein was written by Mary Shelley. Um, there was an event. In a couple of years before that, um, where they called it like the year without summer, because like globally, like the whole the whole planet was um, like really rainy and ab- abnormally cold. And so like there was almost zero summer. But uh, this John Polidori, Mary Shelley, Lord Byron, uh, Mary Shelley's husband and a couple other people were at this cabin. And they were just trading stories back and forth to each other. And since most of them were authors or, you know, author wannabes, they challenged each other to write like the scariest story. Oh, cool. So we got the modern vampire and Frankenstein and his monster, like out of the exact same challenge. That's awesome. (laughs) So, um, so that, that 1819 uh, vampire novel was what, essentially directly led to Dracula in 1897 with um, Bram Stoker when Bam. Yeah. When he wrote that book. Um, But I mean, clearly if you're writing books about vampires in 1819, vampirism existed beforehand. Um, It's believed to really have come from a lack of understanding of how the body breaks down after death Hmm. uh, of that decomposition uh, because people are like, oh, well, your hair and your fingernails continue to grow after death. 
No, they don't. Your body shrinks. <laughs> so when um, there used to be uh, a really like death fear of being buried alive. I mean, I guess there still is, but because of the lack of medical understanding back then, it happened more often. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, I mean, it's no, it's no secret that that's where the, the phrase saved by the bell actually came from because there was so many like they would actually put like a long tube with a bell at the top so if you woke up you could like ring it and people could come and uh but like they also didn't necessarily understand death as well as we do now so like whenever like crazy things would happen or one of the other things that um would would cause vampire scares would be mysterious illnesses where all of a sudden like an entire town got ravaged by you know, what we now understand um, as, you know, either preventable or treatable diseases, they would be like, oh, my God. And so they'd go dig up whoever the first person that died was and they would like dig them up and their hair would be longer. Their nails would be longer. Their body wouldn't be as decomposed as how they thought it should be. Um, some bodies, especially depending on why they died, would actually put blood out of their mouth. What, um, because, you know, we, you know, we embalm people now or, or, you know, take all that stuff out. So that doesn't happen. But back then you pretty much just got thrown in a pine box and then thrown on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, um, because, you know, bodies decompose in different ways, depending on soil and time of the year, you know, people wouldn't necessarily see what they thought they were going to see. So they dig up a body and be like, Oh my God, vampire. So, you know, there'd be legends told and stories told. Then you had people like Elizabeth Bathroy, um, who lived from 1560 to 1614, uh, who was uh, some sort of royalty um, and is believed to killed up to maybe 650 people. Oh, my God. Um, there's a smaller number. There's some people who say that she didn't kill anybody. There's some people who were like, you know. But basically, she is the bloody uh, the story that we tell about, you know, Bloody Mary. You know, we talk about in the I don't know why Elizabeth Bathroy is at some point become Bloody Mary. That part I don't. But she would the stories about her was that she would go and kidnap or kill or have her people kill uh, young women, young virgins to bathe in their blood so that she could stay young. That's the version of the story that's come. So she is very much an integral part of telling the vampire story also where we get dracula from vlad the impaler or vlad dracul uh, who was born somewhere between 1428 1431 and then died either in 1476 or 77 it's really hard to know when you don't when back then they didn't necessarily keep 100 percent accurate records yeah but i mean he was well known for his just horrendous cruelty hmm. And his destruction of, of just people in general and the way he would kill people. So that would also lead to creating the vampire myth. Was he uh, trying to conquer territory or was he just a sadistic dude? Both. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, it, I don't know. I mean, people like that, you just, you wonder if they were alive today, what they would be doing. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, cause I mean, he's obviously just innately evil, kind of like, 
Hitler was just innately evil. Like, you know, there, there's just, you know, if they were born today, what would they end up doing or how would, you know, would society control them better because we have a better understanding of, of mental illness and what to do or how to treat people. Yeah. So, but I mean, back in the 1400s, it uh, allowed, and obviously also 600 something years ago, we don't have a hundred percent accurate records. We have a lot of written language and a lot of written tomes, but how accurate is a lot of it? Because we're about to get into the film section, uh, film study section of vampires. And, and we're going to see from early 1900s how hard it is just to keep up with that. And that was just over 100 years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the first known vampire movie, at least what we believe to be the first known vampire movie, was an 1896 movie called House of the Devil. It's a uh, French short film. Um, though the argument is, is that that's not necessarily a vampire film. It's more of a devil film because people argue, though, because the main villain of the movie turns into a bat. And that's one of the things that we always talk about with vampires. Um, it's also potentially the first horror film ever made. Hmm. It's it's a you can find it on YouTube. It's just a like four or five minute short silent film obviously um house of the devil but the definite um definitely the first official like known surviving vampire movie is a movie from 1915 called the vampire Hmm. original Um, yeah it's i wonder what that's about uh, it is. Uh, it's also a short film. It's it's the earliest known surviving vampire film. Um, 1916, you get the A Night of Horror, which is the first known full length vampire movie. Hmm. Um, you know the so the vampire as a as a character has a you know I mean film had had probably not existed much before 1896. And, you know, we're, you know, so, you know, I did make me wonder when I saw that was like, well, when was the first horror film? And then they were like, well, there's your answer. That's, it's the same. It's yeah. (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) Um, 1920, we get our first Dracula movie. Dracula with a K. Mm. Uh, It's a Russian movie. Um, However, there's no surviving prince. There's no surviving set footage, um, like, you know, stock photography, nothing. Um, so film historians, because they can't find anything about it, yeah, debate on whether or not it truly existed. Huh. That's weird. So, uh, <laughs> because I think partially because record keeping. Yeah. Um, so the first one that most people are the classified as the first official one is 1921 called dracula's death um apparently there is uh that film is also completely lost um but Jeez. there's more but there's actual proof when it comes to like set like set photography or or you know references in newspapers about hey they're showing this this movie uh 
Flash forward to another year, and you get F.W. Murnau's Nosferatu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is, is the one that kind of really kicked off the whole vampire craze. Um, it was technically a Dracula movie, although uh, it was not um, called that because they were trying to do it copy with copyright laws. Mm. Uh, there's some debate as to whether or not they were actually trying to defeat copyright laws and or they were just stupid because some copies have like, this is inspired by Bram Stoker's Dracula. Other copies have it pulled off. But what we do know is that in the courts, Bram Stoker's family, I think his widow, uh, won. And theoretically, all prints of that movie were supposed to have been destroyed. Wow. Um, but because very, I mean, how, well, this that was made in Germany, but film industry very early on would make prints and then send them out. So there had already been a few prints that had been sent to America and Americans were like, no, we're not going to destroy it. And so that's why we still have copies of it today. Nice. Sounds about right. Uh, No, we're not Um, doing it. And then, so then you flash to 1931 and you have Bela Lugosi as Dracula. Yeah. The the first time that he is the first universal monster. I don't know if he was the first universal monster but that was the the first appearance in the universal pictures of of dracula so really that classic dracula image that we have this is where we get it in 1931 cool so i'm i'm expecting in 10 years there to be some huge uh dracula things some big like 100 year anniversary of the universal monsters mm-hmm. um as a character dracula on film is second only to Sherlock Holmes in the amount of films that he's been used. What? That's <laughs> <Wow>. nuts. <laughs> Which made me think Sherlock Holmes has been used that often. Yeah. yeah. But I also wonder like, you know, uh, it, it just, it made me wonder like how many times somebody's used Dracula or a version of Dracula that haven't been counted but I guess you could also make the same argument for the Sherlock Holmes character. So I don't, um, I yeah. read, I kept coming across that stat and very, and multiple articles. It wasn't just one. So I was like, okay, it must be at least close to being true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did they actually, did they have an actual number for either of those? Uh, it was well over 200. Holy crap. Wow. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't, I didn't get the actual number. I mean, you know, and I think, I think some of that might have been like TV stuff as well as, uh, but I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult to figure out when you're, you know, only trying to research one thing and you keep coming across <laughs> other things. Yeah. I'd be interested to see what the top 10 list is for that. Like top 10 most used characters. I bet James Bond is up there, but then again, yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Cause I mean, he's, or- I mean, he's only at 25 official films. Oh, that's true. There's the, there's the, you said only the, 25. <laughs> well, but I mean, I mean compared they, to the over 200, I guess it is yeah. kind of a small number. <laughs> but I mean, there's, there's 25 official films and then there's the three non canon James Bond movies and you know, <laughs> so, some stuff like that. But yeah. You know, so, but I mean, you know, he's, he's up there. He's got more than 
some obvious uh, other characters, but yeah. you know, so I don't he, even he know where James... the top fifty, probably at least. Well, probably we'll, we'll put him in there. But I don't know where James. I don't know where James Bond stands next to say Godzilla. Oh, you know? sure, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. So yeah. Um, that's all of my vampire research. Before we get on to the next section, Justin uh, seems to have done some vampire research himself so let's uh, hear I some facts you, that he has to say you covered most of my stuff too because i i put about bram stoker stoker which his inspiration was vlad the impaler which would that book came out in may 26 1897 you covered that and then yeah the other stuff was with the bubonic plague where they thought that's a lot where the vampires came from like you said, with the hair and the nails. So they used to actually, when they would bury people, they would like booby trap the the graves. Like in the casket, they would put like either like a spike right above them. So if they did rise, they would get impaled or they would do different kind of things like that. They've actually found that digging up uh, like some of the really old graves, they've discovered that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, it really, it really makes me wonder, like, if they were that afraid of it, why they didn't um, do more cremation or, or just burning. Like, I do understand there's definitely some religious connotations there and, and some, some things like that. But, like, I mean, if you're that worried about it, like, why not just destroy the body rather than... Yeah, right. you know, <laughs> bury it with booby traps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's that's all I had. You covered most of it. All right. Oh, I forgot about the rabies thing. <laughs> Apparently, uh, people uh, who are uh, inflicted with rabies get uh, a lot of fairly similar symptoms. To what people like the oversexualized, the you know, some various other things. It was kind of weird. Like rabies showed up on the list of like possible, like I guess, you know, rabies used to be around a lot more than it is now. Huh. And it wasn't curable at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of strange just to come across the various different you know, ways that the vampire myth came uh, came about. Mm-hmm. All right, so our favorite uh, vampire-related um, things. What's 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 number one on your list? I think you need to go first on this one. Okay, we've all started a list except for you. All right, um, are we going to do all three at once, or are we going to go right to uh, just like go one and then around and then two and then around? Mm. I don't know. Uh, why don't we just do all of them at once? Okay. Yeah, and we then, have a, we have enough written down. We can change our list so we don't overlap anybody. Oh, I doubt very serious. Well, maybe my first one. I'm going to put Blade as my number one. And I see Justin is writing, so he's on here. Like I said, I wrote down a um, bunch. And then, and this is where where you guys are going to probably yell at me. And this is more of my current obsession. Uh, number two is Nandor. 
from what we do in the shadows. <laughs> and number three is Laszlo from what we do in the shadows. <laughs> All right. All right. A bit of a, I mean, I don't know what you want to call that a reach, <laughs> but that's fair. I'll it's give it to list. you. It's his list. I've never seen the show. Like I said, I watched the first maybe episode and I was like, well, this is boring. <laughs> oh, and, and, I, the, and I never picked it back up. The episode that came out this last week, man, that was, oh, it was hilarious. Uh, Nandor decides he doesn't want to be a vampire anymore. He's having a midlife crisis, which is hard because, you know, he's immortal. <laughs> and he joins a vampire cult where they're all trying to not eat people. So they, oh, it, it's pretty funny. It, I'll have to check that show out. It looks, it. I saw the trailer. It looks really funny, but just haven't had a chance to look at it yet. All right. So that's my top three. All right. Cool. Jeremy, would you like to go? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> My my number one is that vampire from the Kit Kat commercial who goes, I'm up, I'm up. <laughs> he gets out of a coffin made out of Kit Kats and his alarm is going up off and he's like, I'm up. So oh, okay. That one. And then uh let's see. I'll do um the count from Sesame Street. Oh, he was on my honorable mention. Oh, list. all right. Count Van Count. Yeah, he's right there. Yep. He taught me a lot about life, and I really oh. have to thank him for that. Ah. Is that it, why you laugh when you count? It is. All right. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and the third one. Um, hmm. <laughs> I'm not thinking because I already have my list. So, of course, I'm going to say Count Chocula. Also on my other list. Okay. Uh, sorry, Justin. And I write down a lot because why not? I do have a creative I, honorable mention that I'll save for later. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think I think those are some pretty good choices, especially with Sesame Street and your obsession with the spooky cereal and having Count Chocula on there. Yeah, I felt like I had to really give it up to him this yeah. year of all years, especially. Yeah, I, I almost put Count Chocula down on my honorable mention list, but I was like, I know Jeremy will cover it. True. <laughs> all right. Uh, Oh, the first one I put was Vlad from the Hotel Transylvania series, mm. which is Dracula's dad, which is voiced by Mel Brooks. For obvious reasons, because it's Mel Brooks, I put him on my top of my list. And one Number of these days, I'll actually watch those movies. Good movie. <laughs> Number two is Dracula, which is Leslie Nielsen's version of Dracula. Ah. From Mel Brooks's Dracula Dead and Loving It. That's a good one. Okay, yeah, I didn't even think about that one. I don't, I don't know if you see a, a theme here. And then the next one I put was uh, Celine from Underworld, Kate Beckinsale. Nice. On, on my uh, honorable mention list. I put her on the list for reasons. Reasons. Right, reasons. <laughs> uh, might yeah. have to change the lighting for that one. For reasons. <laughs> All right. Well, the, to round out the rest of my honorable mention list, um, did you guys, either of you ever watch Preacher? No. No. Oh, okay. 
it's a it's a pretty fucked up show that uh, AMC was doing. Um, there was a guy on the show called uh, named Cassidy. He was a vampire. He was pretty cool. Hmm. He almost made the top three, but I couldn't quite put him there. Um, and then uh, basically just um, to round out the what we do in the shadows series, uh, Nadia. To get the the full all three of the main vampires from that show. <laughs> all right, <laughs> you could you could have just put them as one group, like I did with the Sanderson sisters. Could have, <laughs> could have, but <laughs> but, but you are like, nope. <laughs> all right, that's fair. But where would the comedy be in that? Yeah. Uh, well, I have one honorable mention from for my list, and that is right. the. The Dracula musical from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> Ex- excellent. Uh, okay. Well, re- I say the rest of my list I've got well, Dracula from the Monsters in My Pocket video game. It was oh. an old, old Nintendo game. You played as either Dracula or Frankenstein. Okay. Which, or Frankenstein's monster, which makes sense now that you said they came out in the same year. Well, so, they I think they were like a year set, apart, but they were born the same weekend. Yeah. Well, that, that game, those two team up to fight other monsters. Uh, I put Dracula from Castlevania, the series of the, the Netflix series and the video games. I don't know if either of you have played them, Jeremy. I have. Symphony of the Night is like one of the best games ever made. I've I've played the original Castlevania on 8-bit, but like it was really hard to ever get into any 8-bit game, but you know. I remember that that one being very difficult. The, yeah. the first one on, on Nintendo. I yeah. seem to remember the same thing. Yeah. The Netflix <laughs> series is really good too. I'll have to watch that sometime. I've got a very long list of things that I need to watch. <laughs> uh, I did put Vlad the Impaler. On my honorable mentions, uh, Morbius. Mm. I put him on there. Yeah, I figure once the movie comes out, maybe I'll I'll be able to re reestablish him somewhere. Uh, and then I put Sylvia and Dracula from the Scooby Doo movies, The Ghoul School and The Reluctant Werewolf, because mm. <laughs> those were childhood cartoons that I watched every every October. And the last one on my list is Vampire Bats. Vampire, Vampire Bats? <laughs> yes. Just in general? <laughs> Vampire Bats. <laughs> All I don't right. know, I've, I've always liked bats. Like, I want to put a bat house in my yard. You know, they're good for the environment. They eat mosquitoes and spiders, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I want to put a couple of bat houses out of my house, too. And then the, the little mosquitoes from- weren't. The mosquitoes weren't bad this year, but man, who normally. Then the one little thing I put about vampire bats is uh, in one year, a 100 bat colony can drink the blood of 25 cows. Oh my God. That's, that's crazy. In one year. Huh. I had a bat in my house once. It was pretty terrifying. <laughs> we had to use a fishing net to get it out back into the world i caught i've caught a bat in walmart <laughs> nice. years, and years and years ago i've caught one at the church where i used to play basketball 
So I don't know. I've always just really liked bats. That's cool. All right. Maybe I think if I get Um, bit by one, I'll turn into Batman or Man Bat. As I say, I don't know if that's how Batman became Batman. Man Bat? Um, I mean, a little bit closer to how Man Bat became Man Bat. I thought about putting Man Bat on the list, but I'm like, he's not really a vampire. No, no, he's just a guy who became a bat. Yeah. He's more, of a, he's more of a crypto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we ever do a crypto, uh, that'd be fun. A, crypt, a cryptids episode. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Um. What about uh? Ah, uh, fuck it. I already, I already forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> Never mind. Um. I did write down a, a list of, of movies slash TV shows that are, are involved with vampires okay. that, I, and, that I enjoy. Um, you have the Blade series, mm-hmm. um, Dusk Till Dawn. Mm. Uh, the first one, I've never really seen any of the other ones or the series, but that first movie is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Justin, I mean, Jeremy, you look confused. Oh, I've seen the first one. <laughs> oh, okay. I've seen most of it. Um, and because I can't go apparently 30 seconds without uh, bringing up what we do in the shadows, uh, I'm, I'm going to put the show and the movie that spawned the show on the list. Uh, Lost Boys. Mm, of course. How could I forget um, that? Van Helsing, uh, the Hugh Jackman version. See, we did a whole thing where we never even talked about the whole Van Helsing myth. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. you know, um, Van Buffy Helsing, the Vampire. I'd say Van Helsing is played by uh, Mel Brooks in the <laughs> Dracula Dead Loving It movie. I went and saw that in the theaters, but I don't remember it very well. I do remember thinking it was funny, but um, then I put Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, not the show. I never really got into the show um, because I just didn't watch it. And maybe uh, one of these days I'll get around to watching it, but for the most part, I have seen that movie a lot. It's good. I recommend it. Okay. If you if you've never seen it, like it's it's funny. Um, I think was it Christy Swanson was Buffy, um, and there was you know Paul Rubens plays a great vampire. And it's I mean there's Sweet. just a lot of humor. Um, there's a movie called Shadow of the Vampire with John Malkovich and Willem Dafoe, mm. where. It's a retelling of Nosferatu, but they're pretend like it's like it's set in a world where the guy, the actor who um, played Nosferatu was actually a vampire. Yeah, nice. (laughs) And like, like, and he was, you know, you know, so like they were filming a movie about uh, Nosferatu while they were actually dealing with a real vampire problem. That's awesome. Um, it was pretty funny. Uh, the whole Underworld series. I mean, since you brought up Celine. Um, yep. And then there's this uh, this Russian movie called Night Watch. It's just a like an insane amalgamation that, that deals with more than just vampires. But it is it's set in a world where like you get recruited into the Night Watch, and it's like you all of a sudden have to fight like the supernatural. Hmm. Like you're now a cop. Like you know that movie R.I.P.D. with yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like R.I.P.D. ripped off a lot of elements from that, um, because it's it's kind of a similar concept, but it came out like 
a good decade or more before RIPD did. Hmm. Um, Daywatch is not as good. Um, I feel like it kind of got away completely from what Nightwatch was. But if you can watch a movie with subtitles or find a dub version, highly recommend Night uh, High, Nightwatch. <laughs> Justin's out. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch movies to read. You're missing out on some good movies. Oh, dog agrees. Okay. Yeah. Is that our? I don't know. What she, our, I don't know what she's rap, doing. Is that our wrap it up signal or? <laughs> no, it's, it's not our. It's not our signal to wrap it up. Did uh, either of you two? Not anything related to vampires. Did you check out the Chucky? Fuck yes. Yet? Yep. That was awesome. Nicholas, I, I have not. I I'm I'm only like I've watched the first three Chucky's and the remakes. So like I'm pretty far behind on the whole Chucky mythos. So I, I was like, eh, I can't watch the series yet. I'm a couple movies behind. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They they do touch on like some of the history a little bit, but they yeah. really so- focus more on the present. But it is like a straight up sequel series, right? It's not yeah. a like yes. Like, I mean, obviously, it's completely ignoring the reboot. Yeah, that yeah, they're ignoring that. But as like, you should, as you should with most reboots, that was fucking. I didn't like that very much at all. The reboot, the reboot, yeah. yeah. Eh, it was it was a little lame. I think it really got away from what made the Chucky movie, you know, fun. Yeah. And it's just really hard to buy that uh, Aubrey Plaza was an old mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that, that yeah. was a little hard to, to buy. Yeah. But this, the, I did like that first episode. I thought it was really cleverly done. And I like the whole coming of age concept that they're going with it. Yeah. I Yeah, I enjoyed it. I also thought it was cool. They, they, at a certain point, they look up the good guy dolls online to see what they're selling for. And like, I'm, they're all I'm good. EBay. Yeah. It was kind of cool how they sprinkled that in. Yeah. Did you guys see that the 50 States of Horror is on Roku now? Oh, it finally is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I do know that all, all of the nonsense that was on, what was that stupid platform called? <laughs> Quib, Quibby. Oh, Quibi, yeah. that's right. Quibi. Yeah. I, I, just, I know that Roku bought all the Quibi stuff and they just rebranded it as Roku Originals and they're mm. slowly putting it on there. Yeah. Some of it is being found and like they're like, wow, that's actually pretty good. And like, you know, I think it's being like brought back, but most of it's just like, yep, here it is. <laughs> this is what we spent all that money on. <laughs> I'm kind of interested in checking out that States one, but. I don't know. I'm, I'm still waiting on my Quibi gift card. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, and, you, and, and your shirt and my shirt that I that I couldn't. You know, well, I still can't wear. But um, <laughs> uh, how long ago was that? Oh, I don't know. It's probably got to be a year by now. <laughs> you need I to send a, a strong I, I assume email. That. I assume that I'll never actually receive anything for for that prize. It's a damn shame. Yeah. Finally win something, and the thing is like, yo, rather than give him it, 
we're just going to shut down. <laughs> oh, not this guy. So, uh, I mean, this is day seven, day 18. You're, you're now listening to this on day 18. We so far haven't missed a day. Yeah. Uh, we're doing pretty good. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm proud of, of you for, for oh. accomplishing what, what it is, but I'm, you know, we've obviously helped. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. We should all pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> so we're, we're over halfway there. We're definitely in the home stretch. Yeah. It's, it's so. really coming together. It'll be nice wow. to breathe a sigh of relief once it's over, but I'm trying to enjoy the process too. I've got a really cool thing coming out next weekend for the next media pod smash that I've never, I think everyone's going to really like okay. like that I've never done before for a media pod smash. So that's all I'll say. It has to do with this cloak. Actually, oh. this cloak is a tease. Oh, <laughs> um, just, I mean, just because uh, they keep running our ad. So, like, I feel like we got to give them a shout out. Um, the uh, the 80s flick flashback podcast uh-huh. um, has run their run our ad in every episode since we we sent it to them. Oh, awesome. Uh, which is which is pretty nice of them. Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, he, he seems to like he he tends to like all of our posts now as well, at least when I put it on my main page, oh. like on, on myself. Um, but he just did a um, Halloween part two, not Halloween part two. I'm sorry. I've got Halloween on the brain. Um, Friday the 13th part two. Oh, sweet. So it's a, a competing uh, opinion of, of vamping about Voorhees. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but it, so it was interesting to hear like, a different perspective of the movie. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, they basically had the same opinion. It was fun uh, and enjoyable. Um, they both seemed to like it a lot more than they did the first one. But, you know, they, I mean, I don't know. They're not necessarily going to, I don't know what they're, because they did the first two Friday the 13th movies. Now you got to go back to older episodes to find the first one so mm. like he's in no rush to work through the whole series but he's also not going to get to the whole series because some of them exist in the 90s oh right <laughs> yeah yeah um and so i don't know when my episode is coming up when we do lethal weapon but i, I thought he said sometime in november so okay cool so maybe i'll have maybe. to go listen to that friday 13th episode yeah so that um that is well let me see if i can get the exact name of the podcast so that i don't it's uh stand by (laughs) it is 80s flick flashback but there's um it's i think it's like movie news or movie views but if you just type 80s flick flashback into your search bar okay um it'll it'll come up um, it's their most uh, Halloween, not Halloween. Jeez, that's the second time I've done it. <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth Part Two uh, is their most recent episode. So, and that reminds me of on a just a personal note. Uh, last podcast on the left is leaving uh, their exclusive deal with Spotify. Oh, so in February I can finally delete that stupid fucking app. 
It's awful for podcasts. It's so bad. It is so awful. But follow and, us and so, on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, well, yeah. we're never, we're never, you know, apparently last podcast on the left is the second major uh, podcaster who had signed an exclusive deal with Spotify to get either try to get out of their deal early or just straight up leave it. Ah, um, you know, so I don't know if the fans are just like, guys, like this app is so bad. You got to get out, but you know, you're still going to be able to listen to their stuff off Spotify, but they're not going to be Spotify exclusive anymore. Right. So on February, let's see, they said they're leaving the deal on February 1st. So on February 2nd, I will redownload podcast addict and start listening to that using that app again, because Spotify is awful. Yeah, I agree with you. Also, we're not we're not sponsored by Spotify, and I'm sure that we never will be now that I've said all of that. Oh well, <laughs> we got so many other sponsors lined up; it doesn't even matter. Yeah, we have emails we haven't even read yet. Yeah. Oh man, actually, I haven't bothered to check our email address in a while, so I do wonder. <laughs> there was this all Nigerian right, um, prince. Who mentioned oh, something man, about a that. routing number? Yeah. Oh, sign, yeah, you should give him that. Sign <laughs> up. <laughs> you, you should give him that. I we will. Should, we, should... we can use the Seriously money we looking... get from him to build a studio. We yeah. Could. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I know you guys are off to do some Halloween-related activities. Um, so, is there any any last remaining? Well, I have a hero. <laughs> oh, okay. For, uh, it's a hero of the month. And I'm going to say, Ooh. yeah, because I really am excited about this one. Um, General Mills. <laughs> I got to say they're my hero because not only did they come out with some awesome cereals this year, but now they're doing something I, I, a little interesting. So they're, they're doing prizes in their boxes of General Mills cereals. And... Um, it's like blind boxes, like one out of 50 gets a special edition cereal mascot figure, which is like, it looks kind of like a pop, like a little mini pop, but it's the, um, okay. one of the, it's either count chocula, booberry or something which, else. Right. Which, which one is, uh, the who's pink Frankenberry is pink. Okay. Yeah. And okay. Booberry is blue. Those are the ones out of 50. And then they're also doing uh, the what is it? The Trix Rabbit. Silly rabbit tricks che- are kids. Cheerios B, cinnamon and, cinnamon toast crunch. And these these things are fucking awesome. Uh, like they the, are- lepre- the leprechaun from Lucky Charms. Yeah. I see that when I'm stocking in that aisle because I'm so like, those I, are the I one out of 50. so the cereal mascots are the one out of 50 or it, right. So the one out of 50 is the rarer ones are like Frankenberry Count Chocula. Oh, okay. And right. Blueberry. And the dressed up mascots are like the common packed ones. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So who did who did you get? Because it's hard to see really. This is like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch Pumpkin. Uh, yeah, Cinnamon Toast Crunch Pumpkin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So are you just going and buying just ridiculous amounts of cereal to freak out that lady again? <laughs> you know, I think I'm going to have to. I didn't know about this at all until today. I'm like, 
damn, oh. like I thought my addiction to buying shit was over, but nope. <laughs> I want one of those mat, those uh, cereal it's, monsters. That's uh, that's how I feel when I'm in that aisle. I'm like, oh, I want when, this. Like when you pick up the boxes to stock, do any of them feel heavier? Like, are you checking them <sighs> like, for? <laughs> no, I'm usually working in the cold aisles. Oh, you so just, you I know, just as, I, as I go down and zone them. As you as you're stock as you're zoning, just pick them up and go. Oh, this one feels a little heavier. I will buy this one. <laughs> oh, this one's damaged. <laughs> oh, this one's damaged. Oh man, all every box of General Mills cereal was damaged this week. Wow. <laughs> what are the odds of that? <laughs> the glue didn't stick. The coolest part too is if you buy all the boxes that are specially marked, you can put them together and it makes Dracula's castle. Nice. I mean, Just to tie it into Dracula even more. I mean, I feel like you could make a, about anything you want if you buy that many cereal boxes. I mean, <laughs> that's cool. I mean, hire your sister and she's crafty. It's, well, that's true. But I mean, it's specially printed Dracula's castle. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure she could make a kick-ass looking castle out of enough cereal boxes. <laughs> Agreed. So that'll be my second option if I don't get enough of the real specially marked boxes. Which one did you buy so far? Just Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That one I haven't so seen. See. I've seen Cheerios and I want to say f- the, the one with the rabbit. Tricks? Yeah, I think I've seen those two at work. I wish I would have like seen this sooner because I mean, I would have been all about this at the beginning of the year, but I don't, I don't know what it was like for you guys when you were kids, but I had a, my parents, they would, uh, when we take a, they take us grocery shopping, of course, my sister and I, and this was back in the eighties when the heyday of the toys and, and cereal boxes were, um, it, we would, you know, basically we would both be sold on whatever cereal we wanted based off of who had the coolest toy. Yeah. Like who, and so like every time, Okay. Now, this is your cereal for the week or two weeks, however long. You are not allowed to have any other cereal until you eat all of the cereal from this box. So you better not be buying it just for the toy. Oh, no, we're not. Oh, oh we were. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <Yeah>. Of course. <laughs> That's funny. And, and then, you know, you'd be stuck eating bad cereal because, you know, that one had the cool pack of baseball cards in it or the submarine, if you put baking soda in, would like you know sink and then float back up, or <laughs> the wacky wall crawler, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yep. or whatever other eighties cheesiness was in that box. Decoder rings and well, there's there's a reason why some at some point in either the late eighties or early nineties they stopped putting toys in cereal boxes and it became like. You know, send you know, send away stuff because parents were like, "Please stop doing it." <laughs> no more we're, torturing us. We are buying, we are buying so much cereal. These kids won't eat. <laughs> That's funny. And now they're reviving it, and now I'm an adult buying a bunch of cereal that I'm not going to eat. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might have to start picking up some boxes. <laughs> they always give me mysteries. 
Well, unfortunately, and we haven't talked about it in a while. And I thought, I mean, I, I had meant to make it a, a somewhat regular segment, but I guess, you know, here at the closing, um, since I can't really eat cereal or, or, you know, that kind of stuff anymore um, because of the whole diabetes thing, like I can't join in and, and, you know, buy the cereal. I mean, I guess I could buy the cereal just to like get the toys, but then, you know, at least you two have a you know chance that you might eat the cereal. But I went to the doctor this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, I got a sleep study coming up this on Wednesday. Uh, but I got weighed again for the first time in the last. So in a couple of weeks, I'll be going back to the doctor for my three month checkup since I've been diagnosed. Uh-huh. I have lost approximately 20 to 25 pounds. Wow. Awesome. So, wow. you know, hopefully pretty soon here, I'll be back under 400. Right and, on. You know. So like, I don't, I don't, I mean, it was, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed our, 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 uh, cookie video, but, but seeing myself on camera was quite horrifying to know that I had really let myself go that badly. Um, so hopefully next year when we do it, I'll be, you know, I'll be like, who is that guy? Who's the new member of the team? <laughs> So, yeah, well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, but basically almost purely through through diet and I guess probably the medicine I've lost, you know, 20, 25 pounds. So I'm getting I'm getting to the point where I've retrained my I'm retraining my brain and I just I need to start, you know, like I'm doing a lot more like instead of just sitting around doing nothing, I'll go down in the basement and do stuff or you know, go walk around Menards for a little bit or do yeah. projects around the house. So nice, you know, making smarter choices when it comes to food. Right on. So sweet. So I guess, um, I guess that's probably getting to the end, to the end of our time. Cause you guys have got to get going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I suppose so. What what the? I, I'm getting, I don't I'm even know a, what you're doing. Oxygen boost. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes you just need a little pick me up. Okay, okay. I didn't even know that was a thing. I got this uh, of, seems uh, like... a magazine that comes in the mail from my dad. <laughs> AARP. I don't, I don't even begin. <laughs> I don't even well begin be. to understand. I don't even begin to understand what that's doing for you, but all right, whatever. Um, yeah, I'm fucking jacked now. I can do another three hours. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of uh, Spaceballs. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, Mel Brooks. Got to wrap it up with a Mel Brooks reference. So, um, love that guy. As you walk around this planet, uh, you know, on the lookout for. Any creature of the night, be it an undead shuff, shuffling zombie or uh, evil cackling witch trying to curse you, or or maybe a suave, debonair, uh, undead vampire turning into a bat or turning back from a bat. Uh, just remember that uh, stupid never walks alone. Yeah. <laughs>